Good morning, everyone, and welcome to Real Eyes Radio. No matter where you are, no matter what time it is, no matter how your day is going so far, this is an opportunity to take in something entirely new, entirely different, and to bask in the glow of your own intuition. It's a really special experience, an extraordinary experience, when you light your own way through the candle that exists inside you. This is our third episode, and I think that we, myself, Rambo, and Murph, I think that we are on the path that we set out to create. We're continuing to learn and discover and share as we go, and continuing to hold our torchlights high, high enough to make it easier for all of us to see a little bit better. So I had to get it covered up and then they just like kind of finished the bit of it off today, really. But they've done like six hours. <laughs> oh my God. I know. Okay. How boring is that? What do you do? Just scroll through Twitter the whole time? Well, yeah, yeah. but the guy was into all conspiracy <laughs> oh, stuff so as well. you were talking to your tattoo artist about... Yeah. Okay, yeah. so what did you guys talk he was, about? I, I started with that Sarah Everard woman and stuff. And then he went on to, to say about computer-generated faces. And I said, oh, I do that on Twitter and stuff. <laughs> Like say say about that, and then he was saying he, be- he believed she was real, but mm-hmm. then he was going on to like the the Admiral Bird kind of stuff. He started talking about that, and then uh, Antarctica, the, Admiral Bird, Antarctica. Yeah, Antarctica. and then he went okay. on to talk about the there's like a starship at the bottom of the sea or something. What did he, mm-hmm. he he believed in aliens and stuff, so he, he was a bit di- he was on a different side, but he still believes everything was fake. It was um quite interesting conversation really <laughs> wow told him about the paul walker and uh, I, I think he was pretty convinced when i left there that paul uh, walker's not real <laughs> oh my gosh well it is very convincing it is very convincing hey murph hey how you doing great hey rambo how you doing man all right yeah man you okay listen i saw a, a, a post today from from uh, the guy maskatron prime oh yeah uh, uh, He's got some good stuff. He basically said that that in England, all the lockdown stuff is 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 only real, like insofar as like schools being shut down and things like that. But 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 in terms of like masking, in terms of like going out, like lockdown wise, there's nothing open. There's nowhere really to go. You can go for a, a walk in the park. You can walk in a crowd, and the police won't stop you at all. Your masks in the shops. I've I've never worn them. You all have to say I'm exempt, and you, that's all all it is. So you can kind of live as normal, other than like if you've got kids, it's kind of harder because they're off school, and then there's nowhere to take them either. But yeah. as for like the strictness of it, there's no. I, I don't feel I don't. I've not met anyone who said, "Oh, the police have 
arrested me or fined me or anything like that. I've not heard of anything like that. Do you think that you think the protests in London are, 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 are real? Or do you think that those are fake right now? I think that the fake, I think that they might be trying to get people out there. And there might be, let's say, some people have turned up to it. Then what we're seeing on screen, it just multiplied the crowd kind of thing. So it looks like loads are out. Okay, yeah, that, that, that was one thing I thought because they said something like hundreds, and then in other news sources it like shows thousands, and I realized that you know they can just have a few people there and multiply them. Yeah, that's it. Even change all the clothes on them. It's just they it, they do it quite easily, and I think that's what what they do with all these protests. Like last year we had one here, and it was a, a Pizzagate one where, and it was in Manchester where I'm from, and the next day everyone who I've seen nobody's seen anything in the centre of Manchester it was. And the next day, there was no litter there. There was nothing like, there was never anything there. And I don't, I don't believe it actually happened, really. I was getting sent pictures of it, saying, are these real? Because I can't see anything, do you know? Like, that's people who I know who live in the, right in the centre. And they couldn't see anything. And they was asking me, is this real? This girl's got purple on in the background and stuff like that. You know, and I don't think it even ever happened there. So I do think the faking protests or using old protest photos and bringing them all in to make them look new. Like just changing the sign, the picket signs and stuff. Do, do you notice like news, like when you're in England, news that shows like protests going on in the States? Because what I was thinking, what I was thinking today is it's like, it's like us in the States, we constantly are barraged with news of protests and even violent ones like in Sweden or France. You know, it's always in Paris. There's always some crazy stuff going on. And, and then over there, you guys are showing crazy stuff that's going on here. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. It's always your news. Like, we see it. It was on the news about this guy that went around all these salons shooting women and stuff with Asian women on it. That that yeah. that was news here. I don't know what's going on that, with that. I, I noticed you guys going back and forth today in the DMs about it. And I woke up uh, and I checked in like the, the regular mainstream kind of news feed, like the news, politics, COVID, you know, that kind of stuff. And, and it had this. And like you said, it's like the new BLM. And But racism against Asian Americans, I mean, I, I don't know. It's just as befuddling as the black stuff. It's something that I've noticed over the past week. And it's this whole wave of seemingly anti-Asian crime, victim crime. It was women again, though, which yeah. links in with the yellow and grey over here with the Sarah Everard. Yeah, Maybe have a link to that somehow, because what are the chances? We talked about it a little bit last time. You know, we talked about potentially the fear is 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 leveling off from the virus. Uh, you know, people are feeling better with the vaccines and, you know, the, just the, the, the tonality is changing. Things are kind of opening back up. I know you guys were talking about how locked down you are um, over there, Rambo, in the UK. But here in the United States, it is the tide. The tide is changing and people are generally they're going out more. There's less fear. And so I feel like if if you want to if you want to generate a lot of fear within a population again, I think the easiest way to do it is to make young women feel unsafe or you know specific specific minority groups feel extraordinarily marginalized and also unsafe that their life is threatened i think there's there's definitely a noticed ramping up 
of these types of stories. And they typically involve the colors. I, I, I shared, that's what we were talking about with, in the DMs. I had, I had shared my post on, on, this, on this particular spa, uh, spa killing, the spa slang story. Um, called Gold Spa, I believe. Uh, but the 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 key photos are all purple. It's it's all per it's all emblazoned and and purple. And so for me, whenever I see purple, the color of illusion embedded within these traumatic news stories, it tells me that you know it, it, the truth of the, the truth is the truth of what I'm seeing is is purple illusion. And so that's telling me something within the story is also an illusion, a manipulation of information, a manipulation of light. And so I see these stories of all, you know, these, these women murdered in this spa. And then the cover is purple. And And do you feel like that's linked with the yellow and gray set as well? Is that what do you think now? I think yellow and gray is the color is, is specific to 2021. I feel like purple is, is the purple as illusion is, is a timeless experience but i feel like the yellow and gray i think we're meant to to see yellow and gray now in 2021 it's definitely there it is it is definitely yeah. there this yellow and gray there is a theme and it is mm-hmm. there one of my one of my close friends who doesn't really know about too much about the human vibration stuff but uh you know listen to episode one and episode two and one of the things that popped up was how we mentioned purple a lot, but I hadn't really I- explained it. And this might be a good time to like jump into the, the purples, just do a quick overview. Uh, purple is the color of illusion because it doesn't exist in reality. It doesn't exist in the visible light spectrum. And it only exists when our rainbow with polar opposites of red and violet, one on one side, one on the other, when it wraps around each other, and violet is blue, violet is a deep blue, not purple. So when red and deep blue wrap around each other in 3D space, there's this energetic field that is created in the mixing of these two polar opposite colors creates purple it creates a whole range of of purples and these colors do not exist unless there's this bending of light this wrapping around of light Um, and so purple means illusion when we see purple in imagery it's it's telling us that there's a bending of light there's a manipulation of light light is information uh, light is, is data. So <clears throat> it's, it's, it's a theory. It's, it's my theory, it, but it is a theory that the p- color purple represents illusion. And when you see it, it means the story is, you know, fabricated in some way or manipulated in, in some way. Now, yellow and gray is pretty interesting because that's, that's something that I caught on to. Um, there is a company called Pantone and they are the, basically the owner operators of, of color, uh, of, of all color matching systems within the creative world, photography, print, uh, any sort of visual graphics, any sort of any sort of visual communication, uh, there is a color match to every color, and, and it's it's a Pantone, and Pantone is like the encyclopedia of color. If you want to find out what a co- what name a, co- a specific shade is, there's a Pantone hue that connects to it, and every year Pantone releases a specific color of the year. And their color of the year for 2021 was not a single color, but it was a color combination of ultimate gray, which is a perfect 50-50, 50% white, 50% black, flat gray, just straight down the middle, and illuminate, illuminating is the color. It's not called illuminating yellow. It's just called illuminating. And it's a really sunny yellow. So these two colors together, this gray and this yellow, those are the colors of the year, of 2021. And it's really interesting because Pantone seems to like line up their colors with with certain events. In in 2001, September 11th, the color of the year, which was picked prior to the event, the color of the year of 2001 was fuchsia rose. And if you've 
ever listened to like a deep download on my on my purples um this pink magenta at the center of the hot pink color which is fuchsia is the most energetically magic of all the colors within the purples it basically is the nexus of the illusion it's the hyper it's the hyper node the central node of the illusion spectrum and so pink pink is you know purple means illusion pink is magic pink is there's there's some magic going on there's some trickery okay so 2001 the year of you know it's it's the it's the big year it's the inner talk about energy it's the, it's the event it's the event that changed september 11th 2001 is an event that changed our entire world as we know it in an absolute instant and we still feel the rep repercussions to this day we we i don't imagine a day where we ever will not feel the repercussions in, in the near future of september 11th and the color of the year just happened to be fuchsia rose rose also means secretive sub rosa which means under the under the rose. Subrosa also means anything done in secret. Uh, fuchsia, the surname, it goes back to a surname which means fox. So fuchsia, and then f u s c h i a, and f u c h. That's that goes back to fox in German, and to fox means to outwit, outsmart, outfox, to to be sly, to be manipulative so basically they're saying it's secretive with sub rosa and manipulative with fox fuchsia rose that was the color of 2001 which i think is very meaningful which i think is very uh, very notable and very important especially now knowing that pink is within the color purples purple is illusion enough said for that for at the moment okay so back to yellow and and gray uh gray is like gray matter gray is our brain gray is our understanding of of what exists around us gray is is the mixture of black and white gray is is the if you you know if you imagine like the masonic checkerboard pattern if you were to roll that up it would be a ultimate gray those pure black and white equal number of squares if you were to lay those on top of each other in transparency it would come out to an ultimate gray same color as what is what is color of the year and also with the illuminating yellow that's the color of of the sun of illumination of, of enlightenment and i think it's it's interesting that the pairing is is gray gray matter and yellow sun illumination enlightenment i think that there's something really significant that's supposed to happen this year i don't think these colors represent illusion i think these colors represent understanding and awareness and awakening and that's the reason that 2021 is not fuchsia rose is not hot pink is not purpley purple is none of these colors i think the reason that 2021 is gray and yellow is because this is the year for our gray matter to be enlightened illuminated they do it's like gray is like a miserable depressing color in it really it's like they say mm. it's like a depressing color and then with the yellow that they re they say that's like optimistic and hopeful and stuff so again is that like your 50 50 thing going on there maybe it is the duality maybe it is the despair and the hope yeah if they if they represent opposites then what are they trying to tell us or is do they cancel each other out or is it like is this a, a blank slate year maybe that's it i'm not sure because it does the effect you, you the effect you without you really realizing don't they? the color colors of anything in a room can affect your mood like Absolutely. subconsciously just on what you feel about those colors you know your personal experience that with those colors in your subconscious kind of the different colors can mean different things and put different moods on different people can't you just Absolutely. based on that 
Absolutely. Yeah, you can walk into like a red room and feel immediately transported into a new energy spectrum. You you know, or you know, you can go into a very calm white space that's all very light and airy and in that you know in that light airiness you can you can feel a, a lightness of being in yourself same thing with a black room if you walk into like a blacked out room you'll you'll like begin to feel yourself caving in like you'll you'll kind of diminish yourself you'll feel the walls the blackness like kind of closing in on you energetically it's kind of interesting yeah. But then the there's also a cool um, study about prison walls. And at one point they found this kind of really disturbing bubblegum pink to be soothing, they thought. And so they, they painted prison walls this very specific shade of pink because they thought it was going to diminish uh, anxiety and um, aggression. But it actually proved the opposite. It proved to diminish it in the very short term and then exacerbate all sorts of rage and uh, negative, negative behavioral out, uh, outcomes when you know, That's interesting. with the pink, yeah, it, like yeah. maybe go crazy and like rageful, yeah. You never know. It is interesting. What's what, what's y'all's favorite color? I'm curious. What's your favorite color? Well, mine's always been blue, and that's mm -hmm. just I don't know. It's just like kind of what's been put onto me, really. Aren't As a boy, yeah. yeah, yeah, and it stayed with me as blue, and that's. Yeah. It's it's a weird one because that's that's another thing from birth. You straight away given a color, aren't you? You're issued with a, your pink and your blue. What's yours, Murph? Same, yeah. Blue yeah. boys yeah, in their blue. I think the same reason as well. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you we're really not given too much of a chance. The boys get the blue and the girls get the pink, and that's that's all she wrote. Things are changing, and it, we're in 2021. We have all sorts of classifications of, of genders now and each new classification of gender has its own color. It seems there's lots, there's lots, there's lots more broad than just like little boy blue and little girl pink, pink these days. But it does show how much of a stranglehold those colors had on Americana and in the world really is that little girls wore pink and little boys wore blue and little girls played with dolls and little boys played with trucks. And I still have not met a boy who was not obsessed with trucks, seeing them, pointing them out wherever they are, big trucks, small trucks, toy trucks, pictures of trucks. You know, there's like a, a strange obsession with little boys and trucks programming, I'm sure. Yeah, definitely. All, I feel like a lot of toys are like teddy bears and stuff. I feel like they're all programming. The panda bear, for instance, oh. they even have a film come through pandas, you know, to brainwash the kids. Panda bears are a real thing and yes. they're not. <laughs> That's so interesting. I've never thought of that before, but growing up, I did have a panda bear stuffed animal. And it was like always sitting in this little chair. It was like big, so it had to sit in a chair. I think with girls more so than boys with the, the pandas. Yeah, that is interesting. Oh, God. And that kind of ties into the the – Oh, no, the no, pet, no, no. Um, let's no. not go down that road. But I wonder if <laughs> just we're not going to go down that road. But I, I wonder if that was something that they knew that they could insert a panda iconography, because somehow so many people did connect it to childhood did do connect oh, pandas yeah, to childhood. And so they're like, let's just use let's let's work a panda in there. <laughs> you know, Double whammy. Double whammy. 
and also a, a, a nod if, you know, if Rambo is, is accurate, is correct in his assumptions. And I kind of think this too, but pandas are not, are not, maybe not real. <laughs> the, the whole, the whole category of panda could just be like a, a fabrication of, of zoology that were, that were shown. That's not quite real. But again, like putting these keep, keep you keep dropping these references everywhere to again, solidify the solidify the fakery but also once you figure out the fakery all you have to do is go back and look for all the panda symbols and you're like well that's fake that's fake that's fake it's got yeah, a panda I mean, in it that's i fake. feel like the panda's black and white for a reason i feel like oh, that symbolism yes also fake joe another yeah. symbolism of the fakery for sure and, wow and yeah when it's crazy when you think at the size of the baby and stuff it's just all it just doesn't make sense to me like it makes more sense that they're not real to me right. and you shared and they don't mate they don't like panda there's always news articles about pandas not wanting to cohabitate not wanting to mate it, it, it's like what animal on the planet has no desire to mate i don't think even even asexual amoebas get it on with themselves it's you know it's like everything <laughs> is meant is it, so it's interesting when you hear these news articles about this this animal that is so aloof, it like it doesn't even it doesn't even care. It's like I'm busy on bamboo. I'm good. I'm doing my bamboo. Oh, and Rambo, you reminded me uh, about the bamboo irony. Is bamboo is highly toxic, right? Like bamboo is yeah. bamboo will kill you. Bamboo if you eat bamboo, it will it will kill you. And yet pandas subsist yeah. only on toxic bamboo. Doesn't make sense at all. So what do you guys think pandas really are then? A man-made, I think they're a, a zoo, a, an animal made for the zoo. Mm -hmm. And I feel like they can't have babies on their own and they can't bring the the, the babies up or anything because they're too big. If you look at the size of a panda baby, it's like smaller than a baby newborn chihuahua. Mm -hmm. So how could it grow the size that it does? Mm -hmm. What about koalas? If, what about koalas? Same thing? They're, they're another one. And the red panda, I don't believe, I feel like that's another hoax of red pandas you know the one that looks like a little fox yeah that's like the mixed breeds of animals and i feel like these yeah. are all made for the zoo and it makes them we just assume they live in the wild from we've seen them in the zoo and then we watched david attenborough doing cgi a cgi nature program you know i think it also might connect to this whole idea of endangered species the yeah. concept of endangered species um hinges on traditionally on climate change right and i'm you know i'm certainly skeptical of of climate science of human interference with with our climate i think i think what everything we're presented about about where we are with our climate and how our climate operates and and how our behaviors and fossil fuels and all these things affect our climate i think all of it is kind of hogwash um and i also believe that these cute maybe fabricated animals are put on an endangered species list and that is coupled with this idea of save the planet save the animals this it's it's all hinges on you know we're ruining our planet through xyz we're dying off these species just give us a bunch of money and we'll kill two birds with on, with one stone we'll we'll save the we'll save the animals we'll save the planet meantime planet's fine animals don't exist <laughs> Yeah, and I feel like if they are, that they're, they're literally crossing animals to make other animals. They, they must be, and they, they show us with 
the tigers that they make and they make these exotic Joe exotic tigers and all the way through that that series for instance he was talking about how they're making crazy tigers to sell and stuff so it's like that's kind of along the lines of it as well these all these things are just created for a zoo it could, it could be interesting if they're just mated animals in some way to your point rainbow maybe pandas if they if they are real uh, and they're not full, totally fake. Maybe they're real in a sense that they are manufactured by mixing of, of other existing animals. They create this panda mixture, but the panda can't do anything. Like it can't and have it never lives in the wild. Never, never lives, lives in, the, in wild. the wild. Completely just fabricated for the zoos. Could be. Yeah, that's, Could be. What, that's where I'm at with it. I feel like for anyone who's listening as well, just Google panda having birth and and make your own mind up <laughs> not safe for work not safe for work no and it is i'm sure it's safe <laughs> but yeah i feel like zoo and you touch on this rainbow you touch on like a lot of the the viral videos that we see of like cute animal stuff those are fake too we talk a yes. lot about the, the 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 crimes being potentially faked, and you know CGI Joe Biden. <laughs> you know we're but talking. When about you him. read the comments on those those animal videos, nobody knows. And they no. have like hundred thousand likes, sixty thousand yeah. comments, and everybody's like, "Oh, how cute, how cute." And I'll sometimes quote tweet it, and then I will see somebody quote tweet me pretty much every time saying. Oh, you can't even have a bit of fun watching a cute animal. It all has to be like doom and gloom. But that's like, they're not getting the point of I'm trying to say it's fake. I don't want to enjoy something that's fake. I want to enjoy real. No, I totally agree. It it does get me when I realize it's brain training. I, you know, I understand that, that we're fed these really cute videos because we will accept them if if they're cute, of course we'll watch them. And why would we question a cute video, especially if it's a cute kid or a it's, cute animal? Why would they fake that? Is yeah, the answer, why would they the fake question. that? Right. It's one thing to fake something that gives us fear and gives us anxiety. And yeah, maybe you can buy into that they fake that stuff. But why would they fake cute stuff? Why would they fake things that make us feel happy and good? Well, the reason, I believe the reason is they want us to just be trained. They want our brain to just take in things that are fake and believe that it's real because just in doing so in that very act where you watch something and don't question its reality and it actually is fake but you don't even think to question it and you accept it in your mind as real there's a there's something that happens cognitively it's a behavioral process it's a learning process and it's like your brain gets weaker and weaker and over time it can't even spot the fakery because it's been programmed so much by these cute puppy videos. Yeah. Yeah. And I feel like that's how it's always been, to be honest. That's how it's been forever for us. And I feel like at some point, I would have been tricked by that, them videos that I post of these cute animals. And mm. it's, yeah. I feel like it, everything we've ever seen, our movies, everything, they're all kind of CGI, these big movies. So we're trained by watching movies and then the blockbusters and they can, they can make them big can't they so we all watch it they can get you to watch a movie enough people talk about it you always think oh go on and i'll see what it's about and you watch it and you don't know the whole thing and there wasn't even any actors involved really there's cgi digital actors used you wouldn't know and they only tell you sometimes they don't tell you all the time if it's not disclosed people just think oh it's real but if they disclose that it's fake then oh yeah it's all fake that bit that one was fake because they told us but that one, they, they didn't tell us that one was fake. So that one was real. 
Exactly. And, and because we aren't told what's real and what's fake and we, or we just, we just listen for someone to tell us and we don't use our own, you know, cognitive abilities and don't train our, our, our brain. We don't train our, our gut instinct. Yeah. We totally, we, we lose our capability and our capacity. It's a muscle. It's a gut. Our gut instincts are like a muscle in our body. And if we use them and we, and we exercise our gut feeling it will get stronger. It will it will grow like any muscle would, and it will it will be become a very very strong and important guide in your life. Now, if you don't listen to your gut and you ignore it, um, or you you have been conditioned so deeply that you don't even have a gut instinct about these things. That's where the energy's at. Do you know when these big things come along, like your 9-11s or whatever, when you can yeah. bring some of that and you're watching it and you think that is real, you're upset, you're scared, you won't, it's got you full, you're, you think it's real, you, you're there, you can't, you can't see it any other way. And I feel like right. that's the reason behind it as well, is that when you do decide to show you something like your George Floyd or something like that, you just think it's real. Yeah. You don't even know. It's the unknown unknowns. You don't even know to ask you don't even you don't even know to think to question just like the cute videos you don't even know to question it why would you even question it why would you scrutinize this this cute you know puppy dog yeah 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 yeah, yeah. it's it's conditioning it's brain training you know we talk about brainwashing and it's a it's a lifetime of of cognitive development through our through our guides, our guides are our screens, our, our TV guides, our, 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 our universes in our pockets with our cell phones. Um, this is what trains us. This is, this is what light we allow into our eyes, what information we, 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 we blast into, into our, our eyes, which then is rendered by, you know, by our, by our, and with you, with your phone, like you just said, then with your phone, like it's people have moaning up, like talking about, a while back, oh, they're going to chip us and stuff. We've been carrying chips around for a long time, really, haven't we? Do you know all this right. vaccine chip? They don't need to do that. When you've got one right in your hand, right, right in everything that they need, you're programming the chip for them, really. Great point. Yeah, and anything you talk about, it, it then can be sold to you. Mm -hmm. it, it comes up on your phone. It doesn't matter what you're talking about. It can come up on a, an, an advert not long after, can it? A YouTube advert, uh, and it'll be selling you things. It's... And I wrote something before, it's about like all these free apps, all these apps that sell all the information from, because I always wondered how these apps that are just for free make oh, any money, yes. what's the point in them? And it's because they're selling all our information, it's kind of like money, money to the minute when we register these apps and then we accept the settings, what it offers. And that is all it needs. That's why you get these adverts and all this from the, the apps we're downloading. Yep. And that's very valuable. And it's really our attention. They just want any app that captures our focused attention where we're only focused on that, whether you're scrolling mindlessly through Twitter or you're scrolling mindlessly through Instagram or Snapchat or, or whatever, or Farmville. If there's an app that can hold the gaze of a human being, that's a valuable app. Doesn't even yeah. need to do anything. And another thing that it could be, it could be symbolism, but like the first smartphone mm -hmm. was the iPhone. Is oh, the eye iPhone? You know? Yes, the one eye. It's the one eye. Yeah. Oh boy. It, I think the I think the rainbow. The, your your point about the iPhone is right on. It's so in our faces. We didn't even think 
we didn't even think to, to connect it to how the phone operates. The phone operates by sending light through our eyeball. And it's unlike other phones in, in the past because other phones had like, they didn't have a light screen. You know, they operated through our ears and with our, with our fingers and a touchpad. There was no light transmission into our ocular nerve. Now, it's, it's nearly impossible to, to have any sort of phone experience without light entering, without this false light entering your eye, whether you're, you're dialing the number or you can't not see the light on your iPhone. To use an iPhone, you, you just have to look at the screen. You have to operate through the screen. Um, there's, there's not, it was there's like not an option. Yeah. gateway phone, wasn't it? So everything oh, sure. else, like your Samsung's and that, all come after it. But I yeah. believe they're all still part of the same kind of umbrella anyway, you know. I do too. And that's an excellent point because there was a big lawsuit between Apple and Samsung where they were butting heads over basically the the usage of the exact same software, the exact same hardware. It was a it was, you know, painted in the news as this like, you know, espionage and trade secrets and valuable, you know, da 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 da. But what I really think that it was showing was, again, the truth in plain sight, that all this shit is the same, that it's all rolled out for us. It's given different names. It's given different stories. It's given different logos. But it's all the same. And all putting on a show for us, aren't they, really? Again? I think, so. I think so. Murph, what do you think about your iPhone? What's your relationship with your iPhone? Or do you have an iPhone? Are you, are you an Android man? What do you think? I'm going to say you're an Android. No. <laughs> I'm a New York liberal with my iPhone. Yeah, you are. Yeah, I, I, no, I, uh, I, I, I like my iPhone. I guess I, I have a love-hate relationship with uh, with technology. I think um, I used to be kind of, I used to be kind of like a like a curmudgeon with uh, with technology. Mm-hmm. Used to be, uh, but in the past year or so, I'm, uh, I'm I realized that, that that it's a lot better than what I thought. Uh, depends on how it's used, just like anything else. Right. You know, I mean, you know, I mean, I don't think we should throw the baby out with the bathwater kind of thing. Is there anything that you miss? Is I miss being able to remember phone numbers. I cannot remember a phone number to save my life anymore. I I can't remember things because I've given that function to my phone. The function, the perfectly good human functionality in my brain, I have I have dismantled it and said, "Phone, this is your job now." And I'm no longer able to do it. And I miss that. It was, ama- it was amazing how many phone numbers I could I could recall at the drop of a hat. You know, none of this mattered. It was all in middle school to call the boys, but whatever, you know, <laughs> still came in handy. Now you don't have to, with Google, you don't have to think about anything. No. And I don't know whether that's a good thing or a bad thing no. because then you're getting, you're getting brainwashed. You're only getting the answers that they want you to have kind of thing. But then yet some people think, well, technology is a good thing, but if it's giving us the wrong answers, is it? On like Google and stuff like, is that put there to dumb us down really? Yes. So we don't think for ourselves. Yes. And Rainbow, I'm so glad you brought this up because something happened to me today, which really reinforced this concept of Google only filtering us exactly what we want to know. And I was looking for something very specific and I was looking, oh, I was looking up, is um, Saint Corona the patron saint of disease and pandemic because I've I've heard that in many times which seems like wildly you know I was like that's too coincidental and so I was trying to look that up and I noticed that a lot of the headlines of, of actual 
seemingly news stories were saying yes. You know, it, it seemed to indicate that the answer was yes. And I was like, oh, okay, well, let me, let me get some information. I, I dug in and I was like, this seems a little too easy. Let me scroll. Let me scroll through this article. And at the bottom of the article, buried at the end, was basically no. It has no connection. She's the patron saint of treasure hunters. But I thought it was very interesting because the headline said the exact opposite. The headline indicated that the answer was yes. And I wanted her to be the patron saint of diseases and contagion or whatever. I wanted that to, because I because I thought that, that would be an even like kind of spooky, you know. But uh, so and so because I wanted that, the way that I asked Google, that Google probably knew that I wanted that to be the answer, and Google fed me that as the answer, so I would believe that. But yeah, so it's just a it's just a, like a school really isn't it like you don't even have to think about anything really nothing at all you just type it in google and i feel like that's why they call them smartphones mm. as well do you know because so, they're taking away your well wow. mm-hmm. your intelligence really so they're they're the smart one the phone you're just <laughs> <laughs> yeah we're just the dumb humans now yeah, using the phone. Yeah. right it's it's wild it is wild how much we now give to our phones if you don't have your cell phone with you for for two seconds, it's like a you feel it's it's a it's a phantom limb almost. You feel as if you have lost an appendage. I had this ex- I had this exact feeling. I I, I ha- usually carry my phone in my back pocket. I felt that it wasn't there. It had kind of fell out. It was on the seat. But I just that just that moment of of oh I don't have my phone. Like oh, it was like I just existential dread. Yes, seized my heart. Was that a heart attack? You know, like in just that millisecond of a moment, my whole world was like, ah, my world. And then I was like, oh, it's it's right there. All's good. All's good in the world. And I felt the adrenaline leave my body. I felt, you know, that all it all come. But I was like, wow, just the idea, just the notion that I am without smartphone. I'm without my my second brain, my my outer brain. It made me panic. It put me in a panic mode. And that's not healthy. I don't think that that's healthy. And I know we've all felt that. I, I can't be the only one who feels panicked when, like, I can't find my phone in the vicinity. And everyone from the Hold Up, Wait a Minute crew and my Maria and everyone who met me in Cleveland will know that I lose my phone every second of every day. I'm constantly leaving it somewhere like, oh, where's my phone? Oh, where's my phone? So I do get that that feeling a lot of, where, of where's my phone? Oh, it's lost. But <laughs> I, I – uh, I- a nightmarish scenario is sending out a tweet on like 1% battery and then realizing you did a spelling error. Spelling <laughs> 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 errors on Twitter do haunt me. They I've do done that haunt times. me. They haunt me. When you can't access to, uh, to pick it. There's though. no going back. There's And you're like, ah. Or especially if it's already gotten traction or something, you know, and you're like, I've oh, done it. I've done it. Do I, I delete delete it? it? It's already got like <laughs> 10 likes. Do I delete this? Do, you know, and it's like, yeah, you got to delete it. You can't let it. Nobody saw. Nobody saw. <laughs> Nobody saw. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my gosh. There's there, – if. I, do, I delete quite a bit. I'll post and delete and post and delete. And sometimes I'll like, I'll keep doing the same error in the post. And I'm like, damn it. Oh, okay. 50th time's a charm. And all the post and I'll be like, ah, oh, good. It's perfect. Walk away. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes you can read it and it reads perfect. So then when you've sent it, you'll wait 10 minutes later, look, and then you'll see the error. And then it's the like, error. Yes. Like I read this. Oh, has it done it itself too? <laughs> I think some so. people. I think some people think some people really think that it, that, that that Twitter's fucking with them. I wouldn't doubt it. I have I seen weird autocorrects. You know, it, Twitter sometimes autocorrects words in, into a completely different word. And it's like, why would you think that I was trying to say that? They're like, well, we're just gonna try to. It's chaos magic from the from the Matrix giving us a little hello. Yeah, 
Like, oh, you think this tweet's going to be easy? You think communication's easy, do you? <laughs> well, let's take up our Twitter, our Twitter life this week. Since since we talked last on episode two, we talked a ton about. Um, I think this week has been filled up by like CGI Joe Biden, him yeah, the trip. up the stairs. The trip on the stairs is very significant. Now we're seeing more more views of it. It's even trending. It's trending. Mm-hmm. Is it, it's not just trip. trending. It's like at the top. It's it's the top news story. It was at the top top page. You know, front front page of the New York Times, front page of Daily Mail. Uh, I think it was front page of CNN online. You know, all these, all every every major news, uh, ABC News. Every every major outlet had that at the very top of him tripping up the stairs. And someone pointed out in the comments of, of I, one of our posts, someone pointed out that he tripped on the ninth and the eleventh step. And then again on like the next step up, but how interesting. And I counted it. I did. I went back and I looked and I watched and I and I, I put my finger on the ninth step and I waited for him to go up and I was like tracking with the video, like keeping my, my finger on the ninth step. And sure enough, step nine, step 11, that's when he, that's when he stumbled. Yeah. And it, we didn't even know it was him anyway. Could have been anybody, couldn't it really? Mm-hmm. We yeah, can't see who it is. Just taking it. headline. Looked a lot like Jim Carrey. It did. It, it did. Mm-hmm. And I wouldn't be surprised if they start letting us even more think it's in because people are actually talking about that now, aren't they? Yeah. Could it be Jim Carrey? There's a lot of people talking about that. So I wouldn't be surprised if they do another kind of skit where Jim Carrey maybe looks even more like Joe Biden. Yeah, with Carrie as Biden. And it's so uncanny. It really does get uncanny. And I know that I know that Jim Carrey is is known to be this master, master, master chameleon. And we've we've kind of internally talked about this before, but I think it's too good. I, it's so good. It's too close. It's uncanny. It gives me that weird feeling when I see Jim Carrey as Joe Biden. I get this very strange, uncanny feeling that this is the thing, you know? Yeah, and they use comedy and comedians to get all these kind of truths out. So we laugh along. You know, we're laughing along when he's dressed as Jim Carrey, um, Joe Biden and stuff. But then what was his first ever film? The Mask. The mask? <laughs> yeah. So. <laughs> yeah, the mask. Oh. You know what, though? It, 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 it kind of reinforces, maybe I mean, I'm, I'm being delusional about it, but the idea that behind the fakery is some kind of a, bene- a, a benevolent force, not a, not, not a bad force. Mm-hmm. Okay, because it, if, if we have a guy like, uh, like Jim Carrey, or, or basically, like you said, like they use comedians to, to get the points across. Mm-hmm. In other words, they're using artists. Yes. Yeah. Like they're not using like it's not. In other words, it's not a cold-blooded fakery, maybe. Right. It's meant with some good intention, and mm. and maybe that's like a like a fairy tale that I'm wanting to believe that, but I don't care. That's yeah. what I they use like Ricky Gervais, don't they, at the the awards and stuff, and they used him with the Pizzagate thing and stuff, and I feel like he was in on that to make it all just seem real and then he gets the good guy mm-hmm. status from the public who are into all that. So mm-hmm. I don't know. I, I think they're all kind of in on the deception together and they give the the comedians the job of getting out the big stuff, you know, and laughing along with it for us, for, for whatever reason, for our own protection kind of, you know, what Murph said the other week. And that I, I've kind of been thinking about that a lot recently too. Yeah, I, I would I would agree. I would think that you guys could both be right in the fact that 
for you, Rambo, it's quite obvious that, yes, we have these players of deception. I think you're right on with what you said about Ricky Gervais. He was just kind of positioned to continue this narrative, kind of, again, make it all seem very real. Again, point a weird finger at Tom Hanks and the audience giving those weird you know, gestures. It all serves to kind of solidify things in the mind of a, a certain subset of the public who's already very suspicious of these of these characters it kind of it, it it dials up that intentionality a little bit however however for murph i think you're right i think on the top of this we're if this is all a test if this is all a test if this entire simulated reality simulation of life if this entire experience is a test of some sort which we've kind of talked about together the silliness that we're beginning to see with Joe Biden comically falling up the stairs, it's slapstick comedy. It makes me think that the benevolent overlord up there, if there is, you know, if it is benevolent, it's got A, it's got a great sense of humor. And B, it's really trying to wake us up through comedy, through absurdity. This is the, we are living right now, I believe, in, in the theater of the absurd. It's so absurd. It's laughable. And I think we're, we're watching that unroll. We're watching that unravel. We're seeing that in real time. Uh, like comedy of errors is what we're seeing exactly with, CG, with Joe Biden's microphone, the CGI microphone video. Uh, that was that was seemed to be full of, of errors. And it was kind of comical how, how, how weird that video looked. And then they all had to talk about how it was real and that was front page news for for a, for a minute, and then he fell up the stairs, which replaced the CGI microphone discussion. And uh, in a way, maybe him tripping up the stairs was 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 meant to make him seem more human for some people. You know, they're like, "Well, he can't be CGI. There he is, falling yeah, up the stairs." Yeah, I think it's that that they they want him to want us to think he was actually getting on a plane, like sure. that he tripped. It makes it real that he was on the steps to the plane to. Get in, but really, he was just walking up some green screen steps and trips on purpose, and he was actually in a studio. That's what I believe. Yeah, totally. I believe that too. And all these little, these little um, flaws and glitches and 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 things that make it that pepper in a little bit, uh, maybe an embarrassing element like him him falling. That makes exactly like you said. It makes it seem more real. Yeah, but are they trying to wake us up or are they just like really having a good laugh between themselves, whoever's setting it up? Do you know mm. that it's that obvious and still people don't believe it or believe it's real? And then you can tell you anything. Like if the TV says the people do, don't they? And they believe. So do they sometimes mess around with it? Like, Should we have a laugh so you can get them triple mask? Do you know, like <laughs> if someone's sat there having a laugh about it, like look how easy it is, you know, just mocking us that way, like... Get them to go and buy toilet roll. Get them to wear three masks. Yeah. Get, actually, make it three three jabs you have to have before they go yeah. anywhere. Do you know, it does seem comical. I hope someone's having a laugh over the three masks because that's just ridiculous. They're like, let's start with one, and then we'll go to two, and then we'll push it to three. <laughs> no, I think to a large extent. I mean, it's getting so absurd that I mean, I even saw the. Um, the girl Marie, mm. she was posting about the date she was on, mm -hmm. right? With the guy and, and how women nowadays, I mean, have a difficult, I mean, I, I can't picture a guy goes on a date and, and walking the girl back to the car and, and puts the mask on while he's walking. I mean, and then the, and with a girl who doesn't have the mask on. And it's, it's, it seems so ridiculous that it's like almost like, like, like natural selection of people who believe in this stupid stuff aren't going to be taken seriously and they're not going to uh, procreate. Mm -hmm. I mean, <laughs> Oh yes. Right? I do think that there's going to be, 
I do think that there's a whole new world of dating. And if you are, if you are a masker, a hyper masker, and you're really into that, you are only going to be with others who are hyper maskers, pro-vax, got your vax, vaxed up, let's go, let's get it on. Or on the other side, you are going to self-select in the other way. I, I would never want to be with someone who's highly masked up all the time and talking about the vaccine and excited about that. I, I do personally don't think that I could get down with that. I think it's getting that <laughs> crazy that. though. Yeah. That, yeah. That they could make a dating site where you pick each other based on your eyes. Mm. Oh, <laughs> right, you can't see anybody's yeah that girl's got great eyes yeah <laughs> for sure that's all you can see everyone's everyone's profile picture is just them wearing a mask i seen a big sign in in my town where i live and it said let us see your smiley eyes oh god <laughs> oh wow that kind of goes back to this <laughs> this is a girl thing you guys wouldn't understand but in america's top model with tyra banks there was this whole concept of smiling with your eyes called smizing <laughs> called smizing and it's funny because it was before it's time you know before we, when i heard that i was like get the fuck out that's ridiculous smiling with your eyes whatever but now i'm like yeah i can see it people really do need to smile with their eyes i notice myself doing it if i have to wear a mask I'm like trying, you know, the, the few times that I, that I do just to make other people feel comfortable, just so I don't want to put up a fight, blah, 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 all these things. In my eyes, I'm trying to like communicate love, communicate lightness, communicate like don't, don't have fear in your eyes, smile at everyone, let everyone know you're smiling, like really cheese it up. And so I know exactly, I'm like, am I smizing? Am I smizing wide enough right now? So I understand. It was, it was kind of like revolutionary. Yeah. It sounds like a non-physical bend and snap. <laughs> That's right. I'm glad you know about that. The bend and snap. Oh, yeah. <laughs> what, El, El, uh, what was her name on Legally Blonde? Yeah. yeah, that was so fun. And um, with the vaccine that's going on, I'm seeing a lot of things pop up here about it's stu the stuff wrong with it and stuff now. I feel like mm -hmm. that's the next pandemic. Yeah. With people thinking that they've been injured. With I know yeah, that AstraZeneca, AstraZeneca just suspended all of blood their... Blood clots and all this yes, stuff. Yes, because of the blood clots and the trust. I believe all of that is false. A loose trap. Mm -hmm. Imagine all those people that have had a vaccine now and then they announced on the news, actually, we've done all we could at the time for the for the world. We were doing our best for the world, but... So we had to get a vaccine out to save his but Sorry, but you're all going to die. <laughs> like, yeah. Even though they're not. You know, like, that's kind of another... It's planting in our heads that we could be at risk. Like, oh, you've had the vaccine. Well, you might get blood clots because this, you know. The, and a lot of people will sick. get them based on the thought. We can think ourselves sick. We can, uh, we can give ourselves cancer through negative thought, you know, through hyper stress and, and toxicity within the body. Stress is the most toxic substance within the body. And stress is a physicality. We can, we hold physical stress in our body. We just talk about stress being emotion. Like, oh, I'm stressed. I'm stressed out. Stress is physical. Stress is something that is experienced in the musculature of our of our physical system. It's a real, you can measure, you can measure stress in the body. Just like you can measure stress within a building, uh, like the foundation of a building uh, has so much stress over time and their foundation shifts and da, da, da. That is physical measured stress. We only think of stress as emotional, but stress is so, 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 so physical. So yeah, we can, we can stress ourselves into a physical state of dis-ease, disease. And I think a lot of people with these, once they hear that they've got their second 
vax and oh i've got two of them now and now there's blood clots and oh i don't feel so great and and i feel like i, I said this quite a few months back now is that that how is that's how it's all going to end this coronavirus is the vaccine and the withdrawals through adverse effects but really i believe it's just all saline but it yeah. shows that placebo effect it can have on people yes. so again it's kind of a show of mind control so they could be having a laugh about that you know that look up look, look now they all think they're going to die of the virus of the vaccine yeah. it, they've like turned it around so the cure is then the problem and the placebo, the, the the pendulum swing of the placebo effect is the nocebo effect. We can is just as beneficial as a as a as a non um, uh, a non active ingredient can be, like a sugar pill or something. Just as 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 place, the placebo effect means it does have a measurable positive experience on your body. The same can be true for an inactive ingredient. It can have a nocebo effect where there is a measurable negative registry experience within the body. And I think that the the vaccine the vaccine does both. It's a placebo effect of the mind, but there's a nocebo effect of the body. And we feel injured. You know, we, we a lot of people I've heard they feel they feel sick after the second vaccine. And I wonder if it's because we've been told that you will the first vac the first one's a breeze, second one you'll probably feel it. And I feel like I hear a lot of discussions when I do overhear people talking about their vaccine schedules and a lot of people around me are very excited about all this stuff. They love it. So I hear a lot of it and everyone's kind of gearing up for their second vaccine. They're like, I wonder if I'm going to feel the second jab blues or, you know, whatever. But they, they kind of talk about like, well, most people feel it on their second one. I wonder if I will. Sure enough, they do. And I'm like, oh, surprise, surprise. <laughs> yeah, so. yeah. And also, do you think that they've come out with so many different companies making them so one's so going to be like the fall guy and yeah. it's not going to be on the government and that company was always going to go anyway you know yeah so they've set one up to be the fall guy and it's not going to be on the government it's going to be on these private companies that have made them right Right. And I think that I think that that's another way for the government to and then there'll probably be some sort of like either there's going to be a bailout or there's going to be some sort of sweeping re-regulations re or restrictions as some sort of like slap on the wrist reprimand for that company who did that bad thing, whatever. You know, we're going to yeah. see some sort of play. It's all going to be theater. None of it's going to really matter in the long run, but it's all going to be for our for our eyes to continue the what I believe is a, a farcical storyline of e the vaccine development at all. Like you said, there's so many companies in it now. It was a rapid, a rapid development of, of, of vaccines. Everyone's gone through these rapid trials. I honestly believe that there's none of that. There's none of that true, true, true development going on. It's all theatrical measures, kind of pushing of of papers around because there's not really a true vaccine that was ever developed because there's not a true threat there's not a, a tr true deadly global pandemic ravaging our, our our globe and i don't think that they were on the hook to really develop a vaccine because we're not they they, they openly acknowledge that, it, that that it's not even it's not even legally classifiable as a vaccine number one <laughs> what are they calling it that's right what are they calling it they're calling it something they're actually calling it something scarier right that's a medical, medical research oh boy it's under the guise of medical research, what, and the, one of the, the reason why is has an emergency authorization instead of an official authorization. Yeah, and and I think you know the, the best evidence that that it, that the whole story. I mean, I think uh, all of these the the injuries and the blood clot stories, like you said, 
um, I think I, th I don't think they're they're real. I think they're, they're laying the, uh, the groundwork for why the stuff is not widely impl implemented. Mm -hmm. um, the rollout and delivery system and, and the robustness of this vaccine exercise. I think that to Murph, to your point, all these stories are just there to to kind of support that that's that notion of of these things getting mucked up you know it's oh it's just not working everything's all, I mean, pointing fingers everywhere with a lot with the logistical train you know because the manufacturers themselves are now going to be able to point probably to the logistics providers like the fedexes and the dhls and the people delivering the vaccines and they're going to go oh well it wasn't our fault the trucks weren't refrigerated properly oh it wasn't our fault the pharmacy wasn't refrigerated properly oh it wasn't our fault blah 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 blah, blah. i feel like everything is set up just to kick the can down the road and all of these crazy requirements on how the vaccine must be handled that could never be held in the way that things are going through now. And so all of it is again, to be like, mm, eh, didn't work because of all these other reasons. It has to stay at, at a, at a temperature of negative 80 degrees Celsius. <laughs> I know. Okay. I, I mean, I, I, just practically speaking, the way it's shipped, right? Like, even if it goes from like, I was trying to figure out like, like how it actually is, is distributed. Right, and in the directions for how it's supposed to be handled, it actually the some of the uh, a lot of these uh, big pharma companies like they spent a, a crazy amount of money on uh, on on how it's to be transported mm -hmm. and and like and de develop these systems where they were put in boxes mm -hmm. like the supplies were put in boxes with dry ice mm -hmm. with the specific instructions that if the box is to be opened, it's only to be opened like once every few hours and then must be closed within 60 seconds of first of, of opening it. I mean, it was the most elaborate kind of mm -hmm. uh, craziness. And you just think of the kid at the packing facility who's like, okay. <laughs> yeah. And the oddest thing about it is, and, and it says there that it, the reason why it has to be at negative 80 degrees Celsius is, is, is supposedly to keep the, the to, to, for the for the nanoparticles to, 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 to be fine, right? The, the, the nanoparticles. Lipid, nanoparticles. Mm -hmm. right? Now, now of course. So, so explain explain me this. It, the nanoparticles require a temperature of negative eighty degrees to stay to stay active. Mm -hmm. But yet, but yet, yet the whole idea is that they're going to be injected into a person with a, a basically a body temperature of 100, 100 degrees. Insanity. In, in, in which they're supposed to be fine. Yeah. Explain me that. Well, it's unexplainable. And I think this is an excellent example of the bifurcated mind. It goes back to the notion that with a nuclear fallout with our parents, that they could be protected from the, the most dangerous element on the planet that could eradicate life as we know it everywhere, that they could somehow be protected by just slipping under their desks, putting their little hands over their heads. And that was the exercise that we did, that they, they did, or, you know, our, our, our parents, you know, who knows how, how long that went on, but it was hiding in your desk. You'll be fine from the, from the atomic bomb. And I think that sometimes when we are forced to hold two things that are intrinsically opposite, when we're, when we're told that these things don't, don't cancel each other out, but that they are impending upon it, that they are contingent upon each other. Um, the, the, the survival of a nuclear fallout is contingent on your, your, your protecting yourself under your desk. Also now with Corona, uh, the, the protection of the virus is contingent on you wearing this mask on your face, which is no one's ever wearing it properly. That's not, you know, whatever. And I think that there is something really interesting that happens inside of our brain, Murph, when we're told that this thing to be active has to stay below, has to stay colder than a popsicle, you know, and then yet 
it it is it provides efficacy inside of a warm body inside of a hundred you know almost nearly a hundred degrees when it was supposed to be like <laughs> not just frozen but but hyper frozen doesn't make sense. I think that's a, that's I think that I think that's a hiding under the desk sort of bifurcation of the mind. And, and even even the concept of a nan, nanoparticle mm. is is nothing other than a, an atomic concept. Absolutely, I don't I don't believe in nanoscience. I don't believe in a lot of I, be, I don't believe in a lot of quantum uh, quantum computing, and I don't believe in nanoscience. And we've kind of talked about this a lot internally is uh, this idea of whether or not we believe in AI, like an advanced computing computing AI. Um, I think a lot of these these hyper sciences that you can't see with the naked eye. Like anything that you need to see with an electron microscope. Uh, yep. Oh, that's exactly what I was thinking. I was going to bring up the, the guy, Carrie Mullis, mm. the guy that all the anti-vaxxers, mm. not that I'm a pro-vaxxer, sure. but I'm, I, don't, I wouldn't classify myself as just like an anti. Mm-hmm. Or neutral, well, whatever. Neutral. I'm anti. Neutral vax. <laughs> whatever. Who knows? Yeah, yeah hard, whatever. Hard way to, 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 um, but he, in his, in that, in the, the, uh, the clip that everybody loves to, to share, the one where he's wearing the purple t-shirt. Mm-hmm. And he looks like he's like he's hanging out in his kitchen talking to the reporter, mm-hmm. and he's talking about how Fauci is 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 a fraud. He he says that Fauci couldn't see uh, like a virus under elect- electron mo- microscope. Mm-hmm. And that that short little clip, I don't know if he was saying that electron microscopes are, are bunk, or the concept of the Corona thing was bunk. I took it as both. I think both are true. Uh, I've actually done a deep deep dive into electron microscopes, and they are contingent on basically GAN technology, generative adversarial network machine learning GAN technology. They electron microscopes are graphic exports of of, of hyper imaginations of what we're looking at. They require sophisticated programming to work. And basically, a scientist looks through the lens and thinks they see something, but it has actually been. Ex computerly computer computer generated for them to 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 view, and that could be just based on code. It ha- there's really no way for the scientist to to double check if what they are looking through is is exactly what they're where they're seeing, or if they're just looking into a computer program of some sort that's like spitting them an image of of. It's kind of the same way that that NASA shows the the space photos and then puts like an asterisk and says, you know, it's a digital composite. Yes, and in, in in electron microscopy works on composited imagery. It supposedly takes tiny little photos of all these hyper little things and stitches it all together and then spits out or whatever. You know, it's it's something that the, the, that I could never verify if what it's spitting out is something that is representative truly and in reality. Same thing. You know, same thing with NASA, exactly like you said, every single image we get from them always has the little, by the way, this is a, a, you know, we had to take hundreds of images over time from our satellite, thousands of images over, you know, over years. And then we put them, stitched them all together and and fed it into the middle of the machine or some computer scientist developed an algorithm to, to take them all and spit out one. It's always some sort of middleman process and it's never quite a, a true one-to-one representation of what what is or you know begs the question is any photo a true one-to-one representation of anything that's that's a much bigger that's a that's probably for another for another podcast but uh speaking of that i mean it's a weird phenomenon certain people are photogenic why do you think certain people are photogenic and other people aren't mm-hmm. I yeah, know. I've seen, you know, working working in um, kind of creative arts, I have seen very, very beautiful women just it look horrific in front of a camera. And I've also seen plain Jane 
seemingly girls, like a girl that on the street that seems seemingly unremarkable, find a light in a way with the camera and communicate with a camera in such a way that they look entirely different once the camera is on in, 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 in a way that is like, are you this? the same person you know you're kind of like looking through the monitor looking through the feed and you're looking at the person behind you're like wow that that's a different energy but what do you think i think that it's something deeper i think that it could be something deeper so it's different than just like muscular do you have a do you have a aligned face or what you know they talk about like symmetry in, in the in a human face is what equals attractiveness to a mate or whatever but i wonder if there is something else that's picked up in photography like a like a lightness of being like a spirit um a joyfulness a or a, on the other hand like a depressiveness or a downness or you know an, an internal ugliness that that we can see i think i think maybe so i mean i think that might that might explain why you know there's certain actors out there that maybe uh like the more um, traditionally attractive mm-hmm. are are like you know are not really the, are not very good on camera but and most of our real big film stars, they're not exactly the most attractive people sure. per se. Like Ben Stiller, he's not super attractive, but his he's like become somehow like a, a strange sex symbol in a way because he's just a really excellent actor on camera and has the comedy element. Yeah. Pa- oh, that reminds me, Rambo. Paul Walker from Fast and Furious. You know, you're yeah. He's your guy. You're, you you yeah. got so much on him. <laughs> He always had a very vacant – he was he had a beautiful face. Talk about photogenic. He was a very beautiful man. But there was always an emptiness, a vacantness, kind of like a dumb look in his eyes. Like, almost like his mouth was always kind of like half open. His eyes were kind of like half focused. There was something very vacant about Paul Walker always to me. Now, you know, what you explore to me, it's answered by there's really nothing there. You know, his eyes are not windows, but voids because there's not an actual light spark behind the eyes. It's a a character. It's an amalgamation. It's not an actual living, breathing human being. It's a CGI. Yeah. And I feel like they've been doing that for years with with other actors as well, not just Paul Walker. And there's one I was looking at. And he was in the Gladiator. Was it, is it Oliver Reed or something? And he was in the film The Gladiator. Yeah, he was in the film with Russell Crowe, and he was like mm-hmm. the old guy. And he died during filming. And oh, I remember. They finished it off yes. with him. So that was when? When was that? Two thousand. So yeah. we were doing it back then, and we didn't know. Like he was deep faked then. Yeah. Back in two thousand. They yeah. had CGI. Wow. Well, Oliver, Oliver Reed never existed. No, but or... in, in that he died during the filming of Gladiator. Oh, okay. And I get it, they I get used it. that character. They he appeared in the Gladiator as a deep fake back in two thousand, mm-hmm. and you wouldn't yeah. even know the difference. So it shows how long it's been around. I don't know enough about him, the actor myself, but I do know that in that film. It was deep fake CGI, and yeah. that was how old the gladiator now. That's fascinating, and I have a I have a feeling. You know, we think, oh wow, that's so early, two thousand, deep fake CGI in two thousand. That seems very early, but I have a a, a very distinct, stif- very distinct notion that this deep fake technology has existed really for as as long as we can understand like human history, like the ability to fabricate these individuals in an artistic way has always ex- has always existed um 
but it's it is fun when they finally let us in you know when they when they finally use the deep fake deep fake technology in hollywood it's telling us that this stuff has existed for a while has been, been long developed yes yeah, so with fast and furious 9 i'm looking forward to just i don't like the film but i'm just looking forward to see what paul walker looks like in it and it's just a sign that he's been in two movies while since he's been dead why yeah. haven't he been in the rest of them since he's never existed you know right it's so fascinating. It does feel like the truth in plain sight. It does feel like so many more elements are being revealed. And it, I can't see him any other way than a, than a Simone. I just call him a Simone when I'm talking about him. Will they make him look this many years older in Fast and Furious 9? I think they will. I think that they'll age him with it and that'll be more That'll be, that'll be crazy. That they they yep. can just age him through it as well. And they do do the um, CGI the aging and aging yes. kind of technology as well. Yep. We have to use in a lot of movies and they, they show us that as well. Like in the, the Irish man, is it with Robert De Niro and they make yes. you look young all through CGI. So yeah. they don't have to be, I don't believe these actors have to even star in the movies. Like I just feel like yeah. they're computer generated. It's all Simone. It all goes back to Simone, Simone. Yeah. And I reckon like, I do think a lot of them the, 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 there's not as many as we believe and I feel like some play parts of others mm-hmm. so like mm-hmm. I've seen it's another one that I'm convinced with is Adam Sandler mm-hmm. playing Ben Affleck wow and when you look at them together they're just they're really close and then all the in I'm not too big on the geometria thing but all the numbers match up on their their names I can see it in my I can like in my mind's eye I'm doing a little facial facial overlay of them and yeah ben or uh adam sandler just looks he's a little bit meat you know more everyday man i mean a little bit chunkier a little bit meatier a little bit you know whatever pudgier has the beard has the glasses but yeah if you if you just kind of like tighten up the little like the 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 little elements yeah a bit of hollywood disguise work very similar it's done for the public appearance you wouldn't know i mean we've talked about justin bieber in the weekend being played by the same person. I also think another one we could throw in that mix is Trevor Noah. He looks exactly like The Weeknd. Also, Justin Bieber. You know, he he's he seems to be another one of the templates. He hosted, I guess, the Golden Globes recently. Trevor Noah did, and there was all these these. He was taking these selfies, and the angle that he was taking his selfies at and posting it on, on Instagram of like, "Peace out, done." You know, done with the Golden Globes. He looked so much like The Weeknd. I mean, I I stopped and, and noticed, and I looked at the comments, and so many other people in the comments were like, you know, Trevor Trevor Noah on the weekday, <laughs> weekend on the weekend. Everyone was making note of the same thing, and I feel like there's something there. There's something there. They want us to see there there these these characters, the actor based reality where multi where a single base plays multiple roles which is basically how like the tracy ullman show operated i don't know if you guys are familiar with the tracy ullman show she basically she played all these different characters um and that's where actually the simpsons the the cartoon the simpsons that's where it got it it start all many years ago it was on the tracy ullman show and then it became its own its own network show but anyway like the whole premise is this one this one woman tracy ullman she's a master chameleon and she just disguises herself in all these different whether it's politicians they actors um just random characters, all just multiple, multiple rows. She she plays all of them. She plays multiple ones in multiples in, in in each scene, and it's it's 
I think it's I think it's another indication that this is this is how how it does work. There's one person who plays many roles, and they're just you know they're they're either whether whether it's through whether it's through old Hollywood magic, the the wigs, the makeup, the 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 teeth, the um you know the the silicon mask, which is Rambo, something that you you have done a, a ton of looking into and and showing how the the masks work kind of like the mission impossible style mask yeah. you really grab it at your neck and you t- and they look so real and you can have a full body mask i remember you telling me that you can have a full body mask that even has like fingernails yeah everything legs your gloves your muscles and stuff you know it's like you wouldn't know you wouldn't know and so i i, I we know it's we know it's doable, and so you know that's the, the Hollywood magic on one side, where it's like the the theatrical element. But then there's the whole other you know the other everything else we talk about, which is the CGI, the computer generated, the graphics overlays, the real time graphics overlays, where you know you could have a, a base identity talking, walking, and then projected onto that onto that actual person is a, is an overlay you know this is what we talked about with potentially the queen and her stand-in you know with the stand-in doing the whole entire event by herself and then the next day the event unfolds on tv and it's basically like a recreation of this rehearsal with this, with an overlay of a, a cgi version overlay of the queen Standing it, you know, standing in for her standing. And they done that. They done that with the um, Captain America movie as well. Um, so oh, they yeah? had like a body double of like a thin guy in in Captain America. Some of the he goes really thin, and really it was a body double of the guy, and they CGI'd his face onto him. It was just honestly, I was going to post that not long ago. It's I might post that. But it's really good. It. And it shows it how you can just swap bodies with them online on the, on the computer. Mm. And the same as with the guy, there's, there's a TV advert and it's the guy from the water. What, Aquaman. The Aquaman and he's, yes. swap, he's ripping his bodysuit off walking around. The, yes, the Super Bowl advertisement. Yes. Yeah, and there's, there's a behind the scenes video of that and that's really interesting and how they've done that. Mm. But then how many times do we see in like magazines or even in the news, oh, so-and-so's put on all this muscle for the movie or mm-hmm. so-and-so's put on all this weight for the movie. Yeah. I don't believe they're doing that. I believe it's all bodysuits and CGI. I've always wondered that about Christian Bale, you know, how he famously changes his appearance for every movie, whether it's losing 50-some-odd pounds for Ex Machina where he was basically a skeletal, you know, entity or – uh, you know, he, he's gained, he's, he's gotten really, I can't remember what movie it was, but he was like really paunchy, really pudgy. He's famous for going up and down. And I wonder if that is somehow a digital manipulation. If maybe he did lose some weight, like for Ex Machina and got leaner, but then the digital rendering of him made, made the, all the skeletal effects. It, it could have been. And then all we hear about is just this, you know, this, this diet that he went on where he only ate one raisin a day or whatever. And we, and, and that's in every people magazine and, and everything. Influences yeah. everyone to then do their diet. It's I know, influence. and then harm their bodies and, and the whole thing. And, and 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 again, it celebrates this. It kind of celebrates this whole idea of you have to wreck your body for for art, or you have to you have to. We can't find balance. You have to go like one extreme to the other. And I wonder if all these pictures of these actors sitting for hours getting their makeup done, and you're like, oh, how could they do that every day? Well, maybe they don't. Maybe that's part of the gag too. Yeah. Yeah, that is to make us think a lot of work, so much yeah. work goes into it. So they couldn't possibly be 
play different characters right. on the public because he couldn't go through that every day. Right. But really, yeah. they can, I feel they can. And Well, you just have to zip up a silicone suit. Yeah, you don't need all that much time. And the way they go, yeah. And they're, they're, they've shown us forever that they can make it unrecognizable, you know, and you're never yeah. going to question it. Yeah. In that, like with Tom Hanks, for instance, I said this a while back, the only way I could ever accept he's really if he <laughs> messaged me and said, pull up my face on a live live stream and we'll call it quits. <laughs> Other than that, I'm not having it. But you would believe, even if you saw a live stream of Tom Hanks, you would believe that that was not a CGI overlay? Like, what? No, I'd, I'd, I'd want to be there and I'd yeah? want to be pulling at his cheeks. Oh, boy. <laughs> I would like nope unless my unless my hand is on your chin tugging at your neck like I'm not gonna believe I'm, I'll believe it but I'm so I'm gonna I'm... start at your toenails and just keep tugging until I find the seam yeah yeah <laughs> yeah Tom settle in this is gonna take a minute <laughs> okay I do you guys want to take a quick break I think that I I think that we've beat up Hollywood CGI so let's take a quick break and we'll be back with some questions. I'd like to hear about the brick with Murph with the energy from Brick. I feel like that's really interesting to me because it's something I've never thought about before. And I mean, first, the question is, you know, why are bricks red? I guess, mm. right? Mm -hmm. That's probably the most important thing, and that kind of—I think—that's the most important, most important thing about uh, the symbolism of the bricks and, and how they relate to, to us as humans mm. and why they're so important to our life. I mean, there's iron oxide. Uh, in the bricks, mm -hmm. which iron oxide is really a fancy way of saying rust. Rust. And Mars is red, they say, because of iron oxide. So it turns, it's the reddish color. Rust turns red. Yeah. Okay, cool. Got it. Which, and, uh, and iron actually happens to be the, 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 the most present metal in our blood. It's another mm -hmm. thing. Yes. Uh, yes, yes. You know, and that's the reason why our blood is red. Yeah. Um, you know, another reason why. But anyway, uh, uh, some some uh, chemists have done um, a bunch of studies on whether or not bricks can be are, are conductive or not. Mm -hmm. And if you look in Wikipedia, I mean, most of them say that, that bricks are not they're not conductive. But if you scroll down a little bit further, there's studies on on bricks uh, basically being turned into batteries mm -hmm. through a chemical process, um, which which turns the brick into into a conductor. Um, and uh, the whole entire surface, mm -hmm. which would, you know, theoretically mean that these structures that we have, I mean, the big question is, well, you know, all the, the poles are on the roofs, mm -hmm. the copper, the copper all over the place. Mm -hmm. I mean, the copper isn't there just because it looks pretty mm -hmm. when it gets the patina, the green patina. Mm -hmm. uh, and uh, the copper is there because, uh, you know, the, the copper is, is, a, is probably the most valuable metal, um, you know, that that uh, that we have in history, history goes back saying that that uh, copper was being mined in Michigan mm. uh, more than five thousand years ago. Mm. Uh, and whenever you look into copper, um, it talks about uh, in North America specifically, which is odd because supposedly nobody was here. Mm -hmm. But uh, uh, so anyway, in terms of the, the, the bricks, 
all of our structures were basically conductors of electricity. Yeah. Uh, from the from the bricks to the roofs to the poles to, to even even the ironwork mm-hmm. around these fancy buildings mm-hmm. in in New York or in London, mm-hmm. uh, in European capitals, mm-hmm. all over the world. Really, mm-hmm. um, you have this ornate, uh, you know, iron mostly iron as well mm-hmm. uh, in that format. So you have iron on the gates, um, iron. Uh, on ornamental ironwork, mm-hmm. which is not really or- ornamental. You know, we call it ornamental now, but it, they're all done with 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 all of the the the, the shapes that you find in sacred geometry, mm-hmm. the, the fleur de lis mm-hmm. uh, pattern, all over the place. So, so basically, with Tartaria, people people would uh, think that these buildings um, were electromagnetic uh, generators. Okay. Uh, and and working with um, you know the, the power from the poles um, and basically coursing through the whole structure. Mm. And I'm trying to wrap my head around it because uh, you know the different questions as to you know the different forms of electricity that there are, mm-hmm. right? Um, you know, there's electricity that potentially could could hurt us, um, but the people obviously they were either they were using a different kind of electricity. Because obviously, um, the people who built these structures weren't stupid. They knew how the human body worked better than we know now. Um, uh, and but yet, we're told that it's some, some freaky, dangerous, uh, dangerous thing. Mm-hmm. I mean, one of the interesting things that comes up when you look at the electricity stuff is that how how important water mm-hmm. actually plays in the role of all of these things. Mm-hmm. Where all of these structures, not all of them, but a lot of structures are, 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 are specifically placed near, near, uh, the bodies of water. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But yet, you know, we're told constantly that when I grew up, it was kind of a, maybe it's a little weird. I don't care. But when I grew up, I think I saw an after school special mm-hmm. where remember those after school specials yeah, that turned yeah. into something, right? Yeah. And I think it was like, like, like one of the kid was like playing with the hairdryer in the bathroom. Uh. And he fell in the bathtub and killed his sister or something. Oof, God. Right? Yeah. And and and, and also the other after school special where the, where the person was put on death row mm-hmm. and killed the electric chair. Oh, God. No, I mean. Yeah. I, 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 this, you're in, you're in like elementary school. Oh, boy. Yeah. Those were after school specials that I saw when loosh. I was a kid. That's a loose trap. That's, that's loose yeah. training right there. I, I think it's very interesting, the, the relationship between electricity and water. Something that I have observe, observed is that near near every power plant is a uh, nearly every power plant is a large body of water a man-made lake usually built for the sole purpose of the power plant as if the lake is supplying some sort of cooling or energetic effect or something like the water is the water is what's powering this power plant it's not doing anything else like some the most important element it seemed was to be this gigantic lake nearby I still can't quite wrap around my my mind around it. I need to do some more personal investigation on on how that how that works and and whether the connection is as one to one as it seems. But what you said about the buildings always being close by water, you know, and and the buildings being built in a way that pulls energy from the surroundings, whether that's us as human as inhabitants of the home, whether it's like constantly pulling our energy like up and out, you know, through the holding it to the bricks. The bricks have this like specific, you know, zigzag pattern up and the the cement in between is probably also conductive in some way. 
and then it goes up to the top and the copper roof and then maybe all that goes out into the ether and that's the whole design you know and it's all meant to like kind of carry house house our energy in some way all the all the all the energy that's around us but a, a lot of these a lot of the structures like specifically uh, white structures mm. um where like limestone is used yeah has quartz crystal in the stone right and in quartz crystal yeah, that's our, how our cell phones are. They, they say that's you know that the, the quartz crystal is what powers our our uh, our cell phones. Yeah, the, uh, yeah. liquid. It's in your, it's in everyone's it's on everyone's screen. The liquid crystal display. Yeah. Oh, uh, there's an interesting factoid in, in in golf. You know, when this whole Tiger Woods thing was was coming about, there was one little little fact about the sand trap sand for I believe it was Augusta National, uh, wherever they play the Masters. Anyway, the sand trap sand is so it's like the most expensive substance. You know, the most expensive element of of the course itself, and it, it's like the most expensive substance by weight because it is finely ground silica but a very specific kind and it's it, it's basically the same technology that it that powers our cell phones or like diamonds you know it's ground up and that is why it's so shiny and white and shimmery and very expensive and they have to truck it in and it's this big old thing oh but at the end of the article was this tidbit about how it is visually undiscernible indiscernible from table salt visually indiscernible that was at the very end of the article and i was like what if this whole story is bullshit and all of that is just table salt in there and it's not expensive and it's not magical and it's not anything. And t- Tiger Woods is not so precious that he needs his diamond salt. You know, it's just table salt. But they're telling us, well, it looks like table salt, but it's really... We've still not seen a picture of Tiger Woods, have we? <laughs> after no, all this time. after all the stuff, right. And he kind of... Like we were like the the crash itself was like minute to minute we were finding out what's going on minute by minute and then into the you know into the search now we haven't heard anything no update, it's like everyone nothing, forgot no, yeah you would have thought there would have been by now a picture of him in in a yeah. cast or something in a cast just saying fans I'm getting better looks bad now but I promise it's not you know something we haven't seen anything it's quite interesting his <gasps> genesis the genesis episode. Golf is weird. Golf is golf is like a ritualistic a ritualistic game. It's one of the oldest games in, in the world. I don't know enough to really spiral at the moment, but there is something there is something really profound about the game of golf. But it might not be all that different than the game of chess and the game of backgammon and the, all these things are meant to like show us something about the world, but I think about the way that the world operates. But these old games, there's something about, there's something to these old games and the fact that golf has been around for a long, long time, or they tell us it's been around for a long, long time. Golf, there's something to that. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to learn more about, about golf and I'll get back to you guys. You have to be a member of the club, don't you? You have to be a member of the club, I can kind of like a freemasons lodge really yeah you have to be a member of the club there's lots of rules there's there's lots of very extreme rules about about uh you know the, the play the gameplay itself and it's very ceremonial ritualistic yeah yeah um weird etiquette yeah a lot of weird etiquettes and and even even like the naming of the the shots like um you know uh, eagle birdie eagle double eagle uh, there's a lot of like bird references, and I think birds are also extraordinarily sim- symbolic. Think of like the, the eagle, the double eagle on the flat, you know, the double-headed eagle. Um, the symbolic of, uh, you know, I guess that's on the flag where it's like clutching one thing in, in one hand and holding like an arrow in the other. And um, 
some alchemy stuff there. Yeah, it's very alchemical. And so I, I wonder if golf is like shoved down our throats for some – it's like still part of – Americana and everyday life and it's even got this like whimsical spirit of like the all the, the old golf courses of yore and or, there's something kind of magical about it and then of course like our our heroes you know that golf with the masters the masters tournament you know and, and then Tiger Woods and I watched a video on Tiger Woods once and it's like a guy breaking him down and he was under the thing that Tiger Woods had some sort of electric remote control ball or something yeah bringing him up to making him the main guy kind of yep i have seen i've seen that i've also seen um in basketball the a magnetic hoop where the hoop itself there's some sort of magnetic component within the ball and there's some sort of magnetic component within the hoop the mag the metal rim that can be that can be repellent or attractive and i've seen this half court shot and you just google half court shot stuck and this kind of amateur guy for this, you know, this halftime show thing comes down and he's like, if he can make the, if he can make the thing from half court, he wins, whatever. So he throw, he chucks the ball overhand and it sticks at the backboard, just, just at the back of the hoop, just sticks there, immovable and moving and it, as if like affixed with glue. And all the commentators are like, oh boy, we've never seen anything like this before. This is a one in a million. You know, they're trying, they're falling all over themselves trying to explain it. And then someone goes and like tips it in and everyone's like, yay, he made it, you know? But in reality, it's like, whoa, what just, what just happened with that rim? And it's like with, with football over here, like you, when you look and you just think you're kicking a football, but the, the, the ball mm. that they use for football actually has a disc in it, like a, and it's called a flight disc. And somebody who I know actually caught the ball in the crowd one day from like a cup final and he took it, he kept it. And when he got it home, it had a disc in the ball. And they in the paid, soccer ball. Yeah, the and ball. they paid for it. It's in the museum now. They bought it off him and put it in the museum. What so with the like a gyro like a gyrating disc yeah, inside the ball? Disc, a flight. It had on on the, it had a picture of a disc. I remember it now. A picture of a disc on the ball and said there's a flight disc inside this ball, and it was from like it was from like a cup final or something. And it he it, it got put in the Manchester United Museum. He got paid for the ball. He got it bought off him. It could be nothing. It could just be what they do with professional footballs, but you're never under the impression that there's actually a disc in the ball helping it. What does a disc mean? I'm I'm confused. What's a disc? It looked like a a, a picture kind of of a CD disc. That's what it oh, kind of looked like on the picture. Interesting. Oh, okay. Hmm. Some sort of it's uh, like when they receiver. kick it, they like, can curl yeah. it. It might help them curl the ball, or so when they do these amazing shots and. It might be somehow controlled, yeah. Maybe it was a magnetic element. The disc inside has some sort of magnetic element, which could react with the, the frame of the of the of the goal. You know, of the metal framing of the goal, and it could any part of the goal could have a specific pull or repellent nature. You know, maybe that's how they bend it. They don't bend it because they're magical. They bend it because they kick it straight, and the goal attracts it one way. Yeah, I believe I could believe that. You remember, you remember a few years ago with um, Mark McGuire and Jose Canseco and the doping scandals in yeah, the uh, yeah, yeah. Major League Baseball? Um, when they were just clocking all those home runs just out of the park, one after the next. Yeah, but, 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 but the, there was big investigations into mm -hmm. you know, uh, them not being into the Hall of Fame uh, because, of, because of the 
performance enhancing drugs. Oh, right, right. Okay, got it. Yeah. What I think is that we were loosed on the entire PED scandal, right? Mm. In that they were fall guys to make it look like the trickery was the, the players <gasps> and the trickery wasn't in the damn ball. Yeah, perfect. I'm on 100%. In other words, it wasn't the players yeah. that were corrupt. Yep. It, it, it was the game itself. You got it. They, that's well, good. It's entertainment that's and they're yep. allowed to entertain, aren't they? It can be rehearsed yeah. and they can make it do whatever they can to make it entertaining. Absolutely. Nobody ever got in trouble, right? Nobody well, ever got in trouble. All it requires is them to to swing proper to swing at the right time, you know, and actually hit the ball. And it could be it could be remote controlled. It could be magnetically pulled. It could be it could there could be some sort of invisible string that we just are not able to see. Whether it's an energetic component, whether it's like radio, like even sound waves carrying something I, there's probably something going on that we we may not have even been able to like cognate yet as as humans because we're just not familiar with with how things work murphy mentioned how we don't really know how our own bodies work it's 2021 and we don't even know how our health systems work i have a feeling that because we've been fed fake physics for so long we don't know how things work and so the, i whoever's designing the deception just has to use everyday stuff like the, the magic that's ever, all around us we just are completely blind to it because we've been fed false physics this whole time and we believe everything works in a way that it doesn't and we couldn't imagine things are as simple as they actually are well you have to think it, it, in any any situation comes down to like a, again the, the practical aspects of how much money is involved right mm. um i mean we're talking billions and billions of dollars merchandise uh tv uh syndication but money doesn't matter money's an illusion all that's just to keep us sucked in but the only reason why i'm saying that is not because i necessarily think that i'm saying that that in order to like like push back on mm. for example i always talk about the like you know one friend specifically who who i kind of ha kind of like you know i don't really speak that much to because they think you know that everything is a conspiracy theory sure. that, that i'm that i talk about when i and i don't think i'm a conspiracy theorist but whatever and that's up for discussion i guess um but uh i when i found the magnet stuff with the baseball with the basketball i sent it to, i sent it to him mm -hmm. trying to show him like you know part of me was like you know you know he really likes sports you know he's always been like a sports guy and i always was the i was i was always the we were great friends but i was always the guy who was like oh you know you you, you, you you're being fooled by the man like bread and circus kind of stuff <laughs> mm -hmm. sports. Mm -hmm. i was that i was that that guy mm -hmm. and he was all with the sports and then i you know i sent it to him and he watched it and he he said i believe it wow oh wow but he, but it doesn't change but it doesn't change the it doesn't change the fact that he still enjoys watching it hmm. so he, so he watches it knowing hmm. that it's fake but still enjoys it nonetheless. You'd think that it would take away the magic once you realize it's all. Or maybe he's just bullshitting me, and, uh, and and he does realize that it's fake, and just he doesn't want to realize. The, that yeah, 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 Murph. Mm, I watched it. I watched your video. Sure, 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 sure. <laughs> he also believes the Viking shaman wasn't a wasn't a, uh, a contrived thing. So. From January sixth, from the from the Capitol yeah. insurgents yeah. on DC, is DC yeah. still locked down? I mean, is it still barricaded? I don't want to get too sidetracked on on DC, but is it does it still look like that police state where you can't? like access anything and it's just completely barricaded yeah, I, I, the most recent article i said that it was a post about it and they said that they were talking about building the wall even like further oh, up or something God. 
weird. The whole thing is so loose. It's very strange. It's very strange. I think the whole story is fake. I do too. You guys ready for a question? Yeah. Rambo, you ready for a question? Yeah. Okay. This is something that we haven't haven't really talked about on the shows, and I think that it's a great topic. It's very controversial. What do you think of the Mandela effect? Well, I think it's fake. Like, like we've, we have talked about it, haven't we, before? And I think it's just to show you that they can change your mind on something and make you believe that you was actually, that's not what, not what you remember. It's actually this. And people will just accept that, won't they? That yeah. what, what they originally thought, oh, I was wrong. They can make someone doubt their own thought with it and their own memory. Right. So the premise of Mandela effect is that we remember things a certain way, but then we are shown that they were actually another way or they have changed, you know, and what we remember is not, does not exist anymore. It has changed. It was one way, but now it's this. And there has been some sort of tear or rip in the fabric of, of time to create a new version of, of of reality covid's kind of the mandela effect because the flu is now covid so anyone growing up will remember the young kids now will just call the flu covid whereas old people like well it used to be called the flu and then a common cold as well like just having a cold is is covid as well like in anyway yeah everything everything is now under the umbrella of of novel coronavirus 19 until until it gets a, a a true a new name with the mutation i don't think they call it coronavirus 2021 yet they still call it COVID 19 which is interesting because it kind of came out in 20 anyway whatever <laughs> you know mandela effect and it's named after the reason it's called mandela effect goes back to nelson mandela and the idea that we remember him dying in prison but he never died in prison. Is is that is that what I'm? Is that the is that what the whole Mandela effect is about? Do you guys know? I don't know. I know it has something to do with him. I think it's it's something about him dying in prison and whether he did die or didn't die. It's it and it, it and it goes against because he was actually still alive. Surprise, or you know, until he died later. But apparently, at some point on some timeline, he died in jail. I don't remember that. I don't remember him ever dying in jail. I just remember him dying later and so I was always kind of skeptical of the Mandela effect because I didn't buy the original premise granted it sounds like I don't really know the original premise (laughs) but uh, that said I will die on this hill (laughs) Um, but you know I I remember someone saying yeah it's about Mandela dying in jail and I was like man he died in jail like what what's going on I know he was he was in jail he was jailed but I never remember him dying in jail and and then someone said to me, "Oh, well, that's because you're on a different timeline, and so you oh, don't yeah. you you wouldn't remember that. You wouldn't remember that." And I go, "Okay, oh, wild. That's wild. But uh, but okay, sure." And I and I and I've actually been really into the Mandela effect and thinking that things have changed and things were one way and they have fundamentally changed. And I look back and I'm like, no, it was a certain way. So I, I believe like the Berenstain Bears changed and it was spelled one way and now it's spelled the other way. So I did believe that and I believed it was some sort of universal 
universal event where the fabric of time, the fabric of space and time was manipulated, whether it was the CERN stuff that, you know, we've, we've kind of touched on, on CERN, on, on what that means and, and what, how it exists. And, um, you know, if, if CERN events are ripping the space time fabric and, and colliding these atoms and anyway, so it's, it seems to be tied to these like atmospheric elemental energetic events that change change our space and time and people say that 9-11 was one of these fracturing events that created multiple timelines and that could have been such an energetic event that it that it fed into the mandela effect anyway all that to say i i think the mandela effect is nothing more than a an attempt to mess with our memory and an attempt to mess with our cognition and our recognition of reality as we know it and make us question what we believe what we know what we what we remember to be true for ourselves and introduce n new and, and non-truthful uh, current like uh, remembrances. Like, remember it was this way it was, when it wasn't. It was never that way. But they. But I feel like Mandela Effect is kind of introducing these ways to remember. Where some people will be like, Oh yeah, 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 yeah I kind of remember. And then that will. And then and then it'll just spiral, snowball. Yeah. Or. <laughs> or it could there could really be some 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 stuff going on we could really have multiple layered timelines that are being affected by the activities on this planet and certain things create fractures and we're all living on different timelines and experiencing different stuff in real time and i can have berenstain bears and you can have bernstein bears and you know and it's strange but that's i don't know i don't really i i think it's worth i think it's worth re-inspection as a as an effect i think it should be called mandela theory or what a mandela effect theory not an effect you know agreed, agreed. It, it almost it almost feeds into the whole uh the idea of like anything can be anything to any any person like like mm. genders no longer exist yeah like people are whatever they want to be yep. i could identify as a horse and you know I could, I could walk around and neigh and people have to be nice to me because that's how what i identify as yeah and you know it, it's all like almost like a, like a cultural relativism mm -hmm. like, like there, there is no there's no such thing as like a, a, any objective reality and getting people used to that idea also yeah like oh like the person who said that to you like i'm uh, you were on different timelines so of course you don't think of it like that right it was an easy out you know how can you argue with that yeah exactly i was like <laughs> no comeback i don't i got nothing I, i'll <laughs> i got nothing you got me yeah <laughs> And I yeah, wasn't really, cool. I wasn't skeptical at the time either. I was just like, wild. That's, that's radical. Sure. Cool. I learn a new thing every day, you know, walk off with my coffee. And I was like, mm, wow, different timelines. And, and now I, I see it as like, we talk, kind of talked about the theater of the absurd. I see kind of this multiple timeline discussion potentially being part of this absurdity. I do have a caveat. Deja vu. What is deja vu? Like, I feel like deja vu could be these layered timelines, maybe, where they accidentally, like, bump into each other and we get a precog of a time, like, of, of experiencing that thing. And that's how you feel like you've been there, you've done that exact thing. And it's an overwhelming experience. And we all get deja vu. But we can't ever study it in real time because you can never predict when it'll happen. And it happens just once in a blue moon for all of us. And, you know, every, not very often. So it, how could anybody study it, you know? Um, could could that be a, a timeline thing? I don't know. What do you guys think about deja vu? Forget Mandela effect. What's deja vu? I think it's a brain fart. Ooh, I like that. Where you kind of skip a beat and you see it and then your brain lapses and then you think you see it. Like 
like a delay? The piping like needs like a like neural pathways just get like a, a, a reboot real quick or something. Oh, I love that. Okay. It, it does feel like a skipping, you know, like kind of like a skip on the record of your brain. Mm -hmm. Yeah, like like just recently, just the other day, I got a brand new iPhone, mm -hmm. right? And for some reason, it skips like crazy on me. Hmm. I, 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 and I'm just saying that the most the, the most advanced technology or something, it still has these weird skips in it. Yeah, totally. Oh, whatever. I don't know. Yeah, you need a new iPhone. You need, you need to return that thing. <laughs> I think so. I probably won't get around to it though. No. Teach you patience. You just you just live with those skips. It'll teach you. I need to be taught. I need maybe I need that phone. I need to be taught some patience. Give me your, give me your iPhone. It drives me crazy. Yeah. <laughs> Nuts. Uh, Rambo, I'm curious. What do you think about Deja Vu? Yeah, I that's a good thought from Murph, but I kind of think it's like maybe we've been here before, mm. and we're just reliving the life so we learn the lessons, and you've still certain bits come back to you. Like your subconscious mind, I've seen this before. Or yeah. it could be like what Brother Berg said, where you kind of virtual reality headset and you're going back on through this life again. And you've been here and lived this life. Do you know what I mean? This exact life. Mm. So it's like when you die, it's like removing your VR headset. Yeah, and you, you life may be like, yeah someone says to your soul what do you want to experience this time on the game mm. and you put your headset back on and go and do it again but you're living life differently but still you're still the same person and you still do the same experiences but you're there to change certain ways of your life maybe to wake up maybe to see you know wow. maybe to see it is all just a virtual reality game wow that's heavy. That's deep, though. Uh, it, that could that could explain that could explain the sensation of I have done this thing before. I've played this I, before. I've 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 been in this portion of the game, this room of the game, the scene of the game before. I've done. I've stood in this very spot because it usually you, you usually have that sensation where it's the like you 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 see it. Uh, you you see the movie of it essentially, and it's like you feel the movie of it. it it's like an observer. It's like it kind of you go you go from self to observer of self, like in, in, a, in a fraction of a second with deja vu. And so I wonder if it is if it's like our recognition of a previous experience, and it's like the yeah deja vu. There's a reason that it's unexplained. There's a reason that it's a phenomenon, a shared phenomenon from all humans, probably throughout all time. I'm, I, I, I'm, I, would, I want to look and see how early deja vu has been re recognized or, or, you know, talked about, but, um, or studied or even, you know, studied. But I think that it's very interesting that we can't quite put our finger on something that's so ubiquitous. But you, you, you feel so sure that you've experienced it before, though, don't you? That's the thing. So sure. At the time, you, you, you feel so sure you have seen that environment before. Yeah, overwhelmingly so. I remember getting deja vu a lot more as a child. 
I remember having the sensation a lot more as, as a child. And Murph, that could go back to your thought where as a kid, your brain is tr still trying to figure out it's like clumsy on the taking in of the light. It's like a it's like a newly you know this video camera there is the recording coming on through our through our eyes um, into our registering transferring onto the track of our brain. You know m maybe there's a few little frames that get skipped or repeated or or blooped or or you know fuzzed or out crashed. just like in a, just yeah, like an, of, yeah just like, like in an old theater. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Our game crashes exactly, and it reboots very, very quickly. And so you repeat that one one iterate like that one frame you know, because it crashes and then kind of picks back up at the, at the same spot you were. And so in a way, you, have, you did experience that just a minute ago. It wasn't at a different time. It was just, it just happened, but you're just like re-experiencing that because you just crashed for a minute. Ooh, yikes. Our understanding of how the, of how the mind works, how, like, I mean, we don't understand what happens when we sleep. Right. What if you're you awake know? when you're dreaming? <laughs> And asleep nice. when we're awake. They're all theories. At the end of the day, they're all theories. So I, I, I like Brother Berg. He has, a, he has such a, He's a great. refreshing, He's great. And He's... clean and, and pure outlook on things. Yeah. And his spirit shines through on, 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 on the way he looks at things. Yeah. I've connected yeah. with him on Zoom before. Just, you know, sometimes I, and I connected with AYZ. We all know him as AYZ, but it's Eyes. That's his name. And so I've connected with him. He's really great. Like, same spirit. Spirit shines through. Brother Berg, spirit shines through. Like, these people in our community, these individuals behind these avatars have, like, such bright orbs inside. Like, we can see through fake, like, a fake profile picture. Like, we all have fake profile pictures, but somehow there's this, like, true inner light that somehow is shining through. And I, I like that I like that you brought up Brother Bird because yeah, I think that his his energy is good. And it's not just that he talks about numbers all the time because that is fascinating. But you're right. It's like a it's like an, a, a side connected to and kind of aside from that as well is very refreshing outlook on on life and energy and what we all should be doing and why all this stuff is, you know, it kind of takes our loose chat, chat and, and boils it down to a way of like, this is what matters. This is what doesn't matter. This is what's, you know, this is what's taking your energy away from you. And this is how you should be keeping it. So I think that's cool. He like he he distills distills like the pure essence. Whereas the three of us will be arguing of the mechanicals of how the fakery is pulled off. Mm -hmm. He doesn't get into that. No, I mean that's the weeds don't. really. Yeah, the weeds are fun sometimes. We, some people. Yeah, like we live weeds. in the weeds. We live in the weeds. <laughs> and you know, on that, we I mentioned eyes. You know, shout out. He I don't know if I've said it too too much on on this podcast, but he did all of our all of our music. Is he he custom. He custom put together that that piece for us. He did, he did a great job. Yeah, definitely. Actually, I listened to some of his stuff on Spotify as well. <laughs> oh, his music's amazing. He's got this one song called World on Fire. Very good. Very good. This community is great, y'all. This this community is uplifting. Sometimes like life, real life, real life can be overwhelming. And I know that all three of us, something that we share is we come to Twitter and come to our, you know, this, this community. We dip into this community, whether we're on Twitter or whether we're listening to podcasts from each other within this community it's it's like a it's a retreat it's a calm even though it seems like there's so much going on and there's just, like we can get murph you can get really riled up and wrapped up in things i'm looking at you murph <laughs> energetically it can it can start to take over but um it's it's refreshing and i feel so lucky to have this space that we share all together like the the, the sandbox that we're playing in is really um it's not tiger woods sand it's not table salt but it's 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 better it's better than that and I think that I'm, I'm, I'm just really, really happy that like, we get to do this and we get to spend this time together. I really enjoy it as well. It's a, like you said the other day, it's an extreme hobby. 
that way more. <laughs> extreme hobby. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Hobbyist to the extreme. You too, Marf. I know that you've got people that are so engaged in everything that you do. We all do, you know, but I, I see it more. You've got a little bit more of the, we talk about it, a little bit more of the fiery, fiery debate, high, higher energy, you know, dialogue in your comments. One of the reasons why I think I, I, I'm almost forced to respond to some comments is because I think that if I don't, mm -hmm. people that are going through it afterwards will think that they won't have a counterpoint to what the person said. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I feel like I almost have to, and especially when 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 it goes back to the old kind of like conspiracy 101, QAnon. Yeah. Everyone in Hollywood is a tranny, pedo, rapist, yes. sat a Satanist. I mean, you know, Hollywood, uh, this the Satanist, pedo kind of stuff. Yeah. Which really, I mean, I'm not for censorship. I don't think that I don't think it was right necessarily that like maybe real people were just kicked off because they because they were stupid enough to fall into the Q stuff sure. and didn't fall out, didn't get out of it sure. yet. Yeah. Or maybe they won't, maybe they will never get out of it. Mm -hmm. um, but w when I see like in the, when people are going around, especially people who are claiming to be truthers, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. And, you know, the worst thing is when, when someone's on a thread, if you notice this, it all falls apart. Like one person will come in and ruin the vibe. Yeah. And yeah. go back to the old school yeah. mentality. When misdirects and everyone gets kind of, Everyone stops the energy that we were on. And mm -hmm. and then people out of nowhere mm -hmm. just start going in and like agreeing with the person. Yeah. And, and, it, and you realize a hornet's nest and it's on your thread. You get railroaded for sure. On your, you get railroaded on your own thread. On I your do own thread. wonder if some of those are <laughs> bots, you know, and they're bots to put in a, like a moth to a flame. Yeah. Especially when they write anything about COVID, they'll always have somebody yeah. come in and go, well, my mum died of COVID. Or, my uncle. Yeah, but every time, and that is, I feel like that's like a trigger word for bots if they are really bots, which I do yeah. think they are. I think they um, are too. I think it's very simple to write this type of rhetoric to pre-program these types of fill in the blank, like Mad Lib style things and, and customize it in such a way that it feels like a natural conversation between a, a, a real user and, and us real users. Well, mm. I mean, I, I could right now, after we get off the podcast, you know, find some random random photograph of a of a of a of a pretty a, a pretty uh, you know thirty something year old girl, mm -hmm. and write the bio and you could go to thispersondoesnotexist.com yeah. <laughs> and pull a face, make a profile, and and, and and mix in mix in with the crowd, mm -hmm. and nobody nobody would nobody tell. would I mean, notice just like anything else. I mean, people other than and I wrote that today. I said. I said some, something about the everything is fake thing. And I put it in quotes because obviously we don't think everything is fake. Right. But I, it's kind of just like, you know, kind of jujitsu back on the people who use that against us, yes. right? Yes, yes. Fire with fire. <laughs> one of the most ironic things is uh, some of the only people that have actually proved themselves to be real are the everything is fake crew. <laughs> yeah. Right? Wow. Yeah. Well, you know, it's interesting. And we are, we're kind of, we're kind of, we spent 2020 behind a wall, all three of us. We did. We 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 were we were really walled off. Rambo, you didn't even have your DMs open until just recently. So yeah, no. we were all very we were all very walled off. And now, twenty twenty one, we're putting ourselves out there though with our beliefs. We're putting ourselves a, a face to our beliefs, whereas a lot of people are doing that. They'd rather stay anonymous, aren't they? So are everything fake? You say everything's fake, but we're putting a face to it because we believe we're passionate about it and we believe what we're saying. Yeah, I mean, I, I, well, I, th I think we, we, there was somebody who was following me for a while, mm -hmm. right? 
and I thought that everything was cool because there were some some like comments that were that were kind of decent or whatever. Yeah. And then out of nowhere, like you know, five months after somebody's been following you, and you think that you think that you kind of know them, uh-huh. you don't know them. Of course, like, no, I know exactly. Like what a mean. relationship, but you kind of like know them, know them in a in a way. Uh, exactly someone like sort of tangentially, you, you know them. Okay. Then they all of a sudden they break out like the Hollywood pedo stuff. Yeah. And I said, I was like, I was like, I'm gonna have a heart attack here. Yeah. <laughs> you know, because, yeah. because I thought I knew you, and here right. you are saying this shit. It's like I must be doing an awful job, right. like, like, like trying to explain what I, what I, what I've turned my life into. Right. I get a lot of I get a lot of that about like. Oh, this victim, I, you know, I know I've, I've been following you for five months and I love you or whatever. And everything that you say is great, but I know this victim because my brother's sister's dog uh, sitter, someone to know. Yeah. Worked in the same office and, you know, and it's, so I get that a lot too. And I wonder if these people are positioned to maybe follow us, monitor, whatever. And then one day kind of bombard us with this maybe try to get get us off our game or you know off, off balance or something make us question make us wonder about our own thoughts kind of like mandela affect us <laughs> you know you know oh you're you must be misremembering what you think <laughs> on serious topics where where people are like or somebody who's young i mean we also kind of underestimate how many maybe like teenagers there are true like who are who are like involved in this community or whatever yeah. i mean i think i'm speaking to people around my own age yeah but I mean, but then again, uh, you know, a lot of people, a lot of, a lot of these guys who are actually the, like really smart guys mm-hmm. are like, I'm finding out they're 19, yeah. 18 year old. I'm noticing like that. that. I'm noticing that there's a, there's an incredible awakeness and awareness and, and, and a vocabulary. There's no, yeah, there's an awareness vocabulary amongst young, young males and females, like not, not the kid kids, but like, you know, young adults, like you said, 18, 19, 20, 21 even though they've been saturated with the Snapchats and all the things, and they've always grown up with the digital element, and they've, they had a cell phone in their hand from the moment they were born. Even so, I feel like these kids are, are somehow able to separate themselves from the, 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 the unreality that, that older generations are, are absolutely tied to. Like younger kids are, are like, yeah, 9-11 CGI. What do you think? You know, duh. Look CGI to me. You know, I feel like there's a younger element that's just like, yeah, no big deal, no big deal about that. You know, whereas older people, like m- m- anybody, my, you know, my mother's age or even people my age, they could never entertain the idea of of a CGI element uh, of of planes not actually hitting the towers. They they could never entertain that. You know, but younger kids are like, yeah, that's just how it works. That's what they do. They CGI stuff. <laughs> the kids yeah. are all right. Right. We could see see what happens this this week. For ready for ready for next yeah. week. Any predictions? What do you guys think is going to happen this week? I think we're going to see an increase in the anti Asian rhetoric and, and and stories that are kind of violent violent toward, towards uh, Asian Americans, also towards um, women. I think we're going to see more more violence. Yeah, the women. Women. I th- feel like there's like a feminist protest yeah. movement going to start happening across the world again. Really. Yeah. I have a feeling Joe Biden's going to do, do something. It's going to ramp up. You know, that this tripping is not going to be the end of this saga. He's going to do something else. Yeah, something else so. to come from that as well. <laughs> yeah. And someone said maybe they're going to start dropping in health problems for that trip and pull him out. 
I read a news article about fresh calls to investigate Biden's health after falling down the stairs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which could set the stage for a Kamala Harris presidency. Yeah, I feel like at some point she's definitely going to become president, definitely. Yeah. Murph, what say you? I don't know. I think. Uh... Where are you going to shine your light this week? What's 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 on your what's in your radar? That's a great question. Yeah, um, I'm curious. I'm always curious what's gonna what's gonna stick in your craw for, from week to week. What you're gonna get focused on? Yeah. This past week, I've been paying a lot of attention to to to, to back on the whole ether thing. Yeah. I, I rewatched. I rewatched the part part not all of it because it's two and a half hours long uh-huh. but i but i rewatched part uh, pertinent parts of uh, marsha romalo's uh, video essay the ether uh, uh, essay um, what are some key takeaways from that what what is her premise basically everything everything is ether mm, and everything right. that we're everything that we experience is just a, a different vibe a vibration mm-hmm. uh, of the same thing mm-hmm. really that's so, a hermetic uh, principle that's uh, the theory the the, the the principle of vibration that everything vibrates and everything is one essentially i was thinking when you guys were talking about the colors mm-hmm. maybe that's one of the reasons why we have the gray uh mm-hmm. it's a mixture a perfect mixture of both the white and the black mm-hmm. and it's not the pattern it's the more of the ether of the, the mix of the two wow. which is the, you know the, the neutral yeah. i was thinking this even today when, when people were talking about the, the hollywood satanist stuff uh-huh. and like you know people always will say especially when someone says that you know there's no Satan, when you know you get the questions like, "Do you believe in Satan?" Sure. Right? Sure. Is Satan real? Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. And you say like, there, "No, there's no such thing as Satan because everything is one. If everything is interconnected, then everything is God." Yeah. So, so you don't require the opposite. Okay. And there can't really be an opposite. Right. Of the it's one, of- there can't be an opposite of a, of a of a one of a of a true one. Yeah. Yeah. It's all this. It's all the manifestations of the same thing. Hmm. Different names are the same thing. Kind of like, you know, the Indians call ether prana. Yes, Chinese, prana life Chinese force. Call it, life, yeah. Chinese will call it chi. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. American guys will call it mojo. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, right. For sure. Interesting. Yeah, that 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 pranic life force we breathe in, the, the energy that we get through our breath, connecting our breath to our body, breathing in the energy. And what the eighth, the eighth that is the eighth. You know, as you've explored many times, the aether around us, this air around us is conductive. It's energetic. We are energetic beings in an energetic medium. There's energy all around us at all times and we are vibing. We're just our mojo. <laughs> we're, we're just mojo and all around. Yeah. If, if we had the special glasses to see what was actually around us, it would freak everybody I out. I would love, I would love that. If there's any engineers, <laughs> if there's any, <laughs> I would love that. Imagine, imagine if we really could in real time see the energy leaving one another, you know? Well, it begs the question why, you know, the creator or people, you know, people think God or the creator or however this whole thing came about as to, you know, why they made it so that human beings can't see energy, why we can't see these wavelengths. I mean, if you think of intelligent design or intelligent creator, yeah. there must have been a reason why. When I was a kid, uh, I could see energy. I could see energy on the ground. You can feel it, can't you? You can feel it. it. You can feel, feel it. it. But, but I mean, yeah. the, like for example, birds. I mean, birds can see the waves. Uh, you know? Right. They can see the grid line as well. I think that there's some sort of like invisible magnetic energetic grid line that runs all through, like 
through everything. I think birds follow – I was like, oh, how do birds get there? I was like, I kind of think they're following some sort of like magnetic line, almost like longitudinal, latitudinal lines. They tell us we have these. I think that – there are potentially actual lines that are longitudinal, longitudinal lines that are some sort of energetic high, super highway. Ley lines. can't see. Ley lines. Exactly. Uh, you know, in certain places are on the 33rd parallel. and. I, th- I, think, I think in reality, it's just like the ether thing where, where I think I spent mm-hmm. – uh, from when I first heard of the word – well, not heard of the word because, of course, I heard of the word, you know, many years ago, but I never really thought about it. and. Who the hell sits around and thinks, mm-hmm. thinks about the ether? Um, except for us, I guess. Us. <laughs> if someone mentions ether, I just get so excited. Hilarious. <laughs> 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 the word, even. You know, e- etheric energy, ethereal. Yeah. I mean, it's a beautiful word. Yeah, um, great word. It is a beautiful word. Is it aether or ether? I've heard it both ways. I say it both, both ways. Oh, both. It's okay, both. good. I like it. But, um, yeah. It's a powerful yeah, word. It's a good word. Words are important. Our words are important. Words are vibrations. It does have a good feel to it, you know. What's his name? Uh, we're already here. Did an analysis of the word, and it was great. I'm so glad he's back. Yeah, CGI folk. Yeah, I'm so glad he's back. He was he was throttled there for a minute. They they kicked him out. Twitter Twitter wouldn't let him get back in, but he's back and he's doing all of his word investigation, his name, his name takedowns where he take he takes he takes a name, takes a word, and he and he scrambles it a million different ways and finds all the anagrams for it. And there the it's so incredible how these these ideas embedded into the stories verbalize themselves just from just from the name uh like when he does it on serial killers or or someone who has like this really bad vibe person who's done lots of bad things there's always these words in the name that indicate the type of energy like the bad you know bad words within it i I wish i had some some great examples but oh the one he told me john benet ramsey her name anagrams to enjoy our basement which i think is incredible because she was found in the basement and Anyway, that's that's one that's that's a gold one. That's that's one that he sent me, and I was like, "You are a magician." Yeah. Well, I appreciate you guys, and I can't wait. Like Rambo says, <laughs> we're gonna. What do you say? We're gonna wait and see what's up next week. Yeah, see see what the, see what's gonna happen this week. Now, <laughs> there's always something, isn't there? There's always some something going on, and something for us to yeah. all be entertained by. Yep. Can't wait. Yeah, same. I look forward to it. <laughs> Definitely. All right. Well, I look forward to talking to you guys next week. Yeah, you too. Good night, guys. Take care. Yeah, you too. Good night.